that being yes, said, yes, welcome yes. everybody to the Inward for Nerd podcast. We are here. Sorry, we didn't go. I mean, the times right now were very, very troubling. We are going to talk we about had to some nerd a little shit. bit. <laughs> yes, but we are going to talk about nerd stuff because that's what you guys came here to see. That's what you're going to get from us. And if you didn't like that opening montage, that's the stuff we actually cut out of the show. So we are glad you joined us. When you actually watch the, the regular podcast, you won't hear any parts of that conversation because, you know, we don't want everybody to get on us and we don't want to feel like arguing. After that, those people chase us down about that those Elvis comments. We don't want any more smoke. So we just want to keep it above board for right now. Above board. Exactly. But also, if you disagree, lick my balls. <laughs> well, and that, with that being said, that is our, my, my co host, the wonderful, lovely, now officially Lord. Oh, my goodness. Lord, Duke of all night skins. I don't know if I it's will because it's gleaming, it's gleaming right there. But I, you are officially now a lord, your lord, Duke of all nightskins, lord, um, <laughs> Duke of all nerds. He's official. Got, got a plot of land. Name on there and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got a plot of land out there, man. We we're here for it. Uh, officially now. Man. That I'm a lord, I will definitely abuse all my power. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all that shit I said about you know, you know, equal rights and shit, out the window. I'm part of the ruling class. So shout out to it's called established grounds is where we went on there, and I'm actually a lord now too. So call me Lord Jason. Oh, we can both be lords. Yeah, I'm actually gonna get my credit card renamed to Lord Lord Jason Allen. So, you know, and then when I go to hotel reservations and they go, Lord, Jason Allen, we have your room. I'm like, damn right. Damn right. Well, my mom right. used to say, Lord, Jason Baker, but I don't think she meant it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, Jason Baker. that trash. <laughs> Lord. Jesus Christ, come get this boy. Because <laughs> Jesus is our one and only savior, especially in the black community. Uh, <laughs> with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a wonderful show for you tonight. We do. We are going to review. Black phone, not black book, because mm. I put to him earlier. Um, the Obi Wan Kenobi series, movie, foreign language movie, black book. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, the series. It will be spoilers for that as well, and then we're going to review Umbrella Academy season three, and it's going to be spoilers for that as well because we don't do no half stepping. We give yeah. you all the stories, spoilers, all the goods, all you can want, all you can handle, all at once. Now, before we jump right into all of this, though, please remember. We have our book club, book July club. 9th, 8 p.m. We will be reviewing Children of Blood and Bone. Uh, my Aunt Linda just finished it, and <laughs> I'm 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 I'm, I'm coming around the barrel. I'm coming around the barrel. I'm finishing up. And I may I may have to slide in the home base and get done on the eighth, but I'm there. I'm finishing. How up. is Auntie um, Linda who got the book after you did gonna finish before you do? Look here, man. Because Auntie look. Linda. She ain't got you, two kids, a track schedule, and all these just, movies. Are you running alive. with them? <laughs> <laughs> you just sitting there with their track. <laughs> yeah, but I got to be their coach, and I got to scope out the scene, see how their legs feeling, see how their mind working, see how their arms moving. You know, you got to make sure they loose. They ready to go. They loose. And maybe anybody watch like, my I'm live feeds. Y'all have fun, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody watch my live feed where I recorded my youngest daughter running the 1500, I was I was active in it. I was talking through the whole thing, like you know. Congratulations, congratulations! She won, everybody. She was number one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Came in first at the last regional track meet. But enough about us. Again, we have all that stuff lined up for you this week. So again, remember to get Children of Blood and Bone, July 9th. 
uh, 8 p.m. We are going to go live on YouTube and Facebook and in the Jason and probably the Twitch as well. So we're going to be reviewing that book there. Um, it should be a good time. I, right now, I have I have a slight critique, but we're going to save it for the review. But right now, I, again, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's a um, non, isn't it? Your critique is a non. No, I actually like a non right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't finished the book yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even though uh, one of my homeboys, uh, but you know, uh, Brian Lee said that the second one was terrible. So, oh, I haven't he read. Told the us don't one. read that one. Oh, we made to put it on the list. Right just I got a uh, box set. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, you haven't read the second one yet. I haven't read the second one yet because we're doing the first one. I gotta read the second one later. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for participating the right way. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> then want to skim the second book to see how the first one ends. I really appreciate that. Uh, without, uh, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to jump into the show. Again, buckle up, have a good time, have some laughs, and thank you for joining us. Finley Shaw's a shy but clever 13-year-old boy who's being held in a soundproof basement by a sadistic mass killer when a disconnected phone on the wall starts to ring. He soon discovers that, the, that he can hear the voices of the murderer's previous victims. And they are dead set on making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the summary of the latest movie that's just come out, Black Phone. But if you've, done, if you've ever been with us, we're going to do it like we do it every time. We're going to do a one-sentence review of Black Phone. Jason, what is your one-sentence review of Black Phone? You dumb fucking fart knockers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, my what's in this review said this should be called White Phone because ain't nothing black being kidnapped by Ethan Hawk. <laughs> no, what's in review on that? That's a trap. I'm walking away. <laughs> Not falling for that white man. <laughs> Who do you think you're fucking with? I'm Bebe's kids. Uh, before we start on there, we want to make sure we give a shout out to our sponsors, and this is where we will put an ad. Ad, 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 ad. ad our ad, sponsors are. Ad. Nerd focus. Nerd focus. Go get you a case. Tell us how it tastes. And then for inyourfaceart.com. So go and go check get out you the a shirt again. so you can go flirt. Hey, here we go. We, we all <laughs> here Be silent. <laughs> that might have been the blackest thing that we've ever done on this show. Just want to throw that out there. Um, yes, I spent so bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dylan. Dylan, 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 Dylan. But yes, go check out our sponsors in there. And then, uh, Jason, what did you think about Black Phone? What is your review? There. Okay, so the one, the the biggest thing that I did not like about this movie is that they spoiled all the specialness in the trailer. Mm. Uh, you kind of get the whole entire story in the trailer and. They do this all the time. Uh, but on the opposite hand, I really, really was engaged with this. I really enjoyed it. The, the child acting, uh, some of these kids, they must have picked them right off the street. <laughs> they're like, are you a kid? Would you like to be in a movie? <laughs> Here, say these lines. <laughs> I feel like if someone but, did that, that's exactly what happened in this movie. So. Yeah, that's exactly what happened in this movie. <laughs> But this is one of those, I mean, I don't even really consider this a horror movie. I mean, it has ghosts and shit in it, so I guess it's kind of horror, and there are some jump scares. Uh, but I really wouldn't consider this a horror movie, but still, they did something in this horror movie, which they should do with every horror movie, which is have the main character 
learn and grow and react and, and enact a plan and like be smart, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, fail obviously sometimes because, you know, it's about a little kid uh, trying to escape the clutches of a, a child murderer. But uh, yeah, it was really cool to see, like, especially when he starts getting the phone calls from the kids and he's trying to test out all the things they did. You know, it's like a lot of this is trial and error. You know, he has he gets the the he cord out and tries to, you know, break the window down. He tries to dig out like one kid did. Uh, he learns from another kid not to go up the steps because that's the, the worst thing. He's going to get his ass beat. Uh, the thing that um, I really, really uh, enjoyed his sister, Gwen, um, her acting is 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 give or take. Uh, but. Like, I just enjoy the character because uh, that girl is about her brother. She's about that life. <laughs> it was really enjoying to watch. Like, when Finn was getting his ass beat, this girl, 95, not even 45 pound girl, is like, oh, no, not the fuck you are. <laughs> Comes up, <laughs> hits the boy with a rock. She gets her ass beat too, but she, she's about that life. I also like um, the father character because um, it's very easy that we fall into the trope of the alcoholic father. And in this mm-hmm. one, you know, he's a, don't get me wrong, a terrible, terrible parent. You <laughs> <Yeah>. get <laughs> he is awful, <laughs> awful. But you get the fact that he's just not the one note villain that would normally be in a movie. He does actually, in his broken way, care about his kids. He cares about the fact that he doesn't want one of his kids to end up like his his wife. And even though he's doing all the wrong things, you know, all of them wrong, terrible. <laughs> he's, he's, you still see that kernel of, of love for his children in there. And I really think that's a cool, that's a cool thing that they did in this movie. Because in most movies, the dad or the stepdad or whoever, if they're alcoholic, that's just it. They're alcoholic, they beat your ass. That's their character. And this one, like, you get, not a redemption arc for him, but you get to see him, you know, at least be sorry for the way he has acted, which is which is really cool to see. Um, yeah, and uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, if you want character development or why he's doing these things, you ain't gonna get it. <laughs> this is not about him. <laughs> this is about Finn and him escaping. But Ethan Hawke does a fantastic job. Uh, he's very menacing, very, uh, very scary, very like just you don't want to be around this character. Also, cops don't do shit like they do in real life. Don't do shit. <laughs> they didn't solve nobody's murder. <laughs> they took credit for it. <laughs> but I really like I was really intrigued by this movie. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the means, but like it's very atmospheric. And when um. The thing that really, really got me, I almost started crying, was when he gets on the phone with his little buddy Robin, and he's like, I ain't going to leave you behind. We're going to get, you're going to get out of this. And I was like, (laughs) 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 but yeah, I don't really like horror movies in the, in the, in the genre. I, I, and it didn't scare me. I wouldn't consider this a horror movie, but I really, I was, I was digging this movie. So there you go. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) All right. I mean, anybody's watched this show before, you know how this is going down for me. You yes. already know how this is going <laughs> down for me. These are the type of movies 
that have made me fall in love with the horror genre. And I agree. It's probably more of a thriller than an all-out horror movie. But these are the movies that when you have to wade through all the other horror mess from the schlocky to the goofy to the just poorly written to the just just things are happening just because you slog through all this to get these kind of movies. Mm. And why I say that is because this movie is menacing without having to result to jump scares. It's it's terrifying intense without having to actually show the danger. And I thought that is a very smooth way to do a, a horror, especially a horror thriller. It makes me interesting because the guy who directed this was supposedly originally supposed to do- direct Doctor Strange 2, which makes me really mm-hmm. wonder what was in his script that Disney was like, nah, uh. bro, we can't let you do this. <laughs> We're going to have to go another way because it's moments in here that like when you see how the other kids are taken and they do that, 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 that frame out, like, you know, what's, well, you know, what's going down, but they don't have to show you anything for you to feel that dread. When Finn finally gets taken or Finny gets taken or whatever, because of all those moments that set up to that moment, you're like almost enthralled by this because you're like, Oh my God, he got him. Like blah, blah, blah. And yes, we'll go to the ineffectual cops, and I might have a whole segment about that, <laughs> but we're going to get that to the end of my suck. review. <laughs> this is what horror movies are supposed to be about. You are supposed to care about the people that are getting killed, or at least the main character that is being killed, mm-hmm. or possibly going to get killed. I'm with you. The sister was great, but not even was she great. The writing of her was so good because every movie we could probably name, we could, it's too many to even count. Any brother and sister relationship is always antagonistic. Oh, she's a brat. Oh, they they actually loved each other and they were down for each other. Talking about the dad, I felt the same way that I feel like if it would have been a more fleshed out movie, longer movie, because the movie's not about him as well. He, you could tell he loves his kids, but you could tell he's dealing with something that's making Mm -hmm. him very ineffectual to it. Let's be real. If police would have showed up at my job, my kids are probably getting up, getting them hands too when I get home. Now, granted, we know the situation and we like, damn, this sucks, but we got to put ourselves in that position. We not, we, we don't get to see that, like, this was Especially they just came if your stuff. child is exhibiting the same behavior that got your wife killed. You right, right, right. He's in total <laughs> grief and has trauma, and he's trying to figure out how to parent these two kids the best way he can. Now, we're not giving out passes because messing up your kids abuse is abuse. Mess up your kids regardless of how how well you what how well your intentions are it's still bad but i can still but the point is is that they didn't villainize them and that's the point i want to get at they didn't make it so that like the house was so bad that these kids don't want to be here some kids was like yeah it sucks we gotta look after them but it is what it is like it, it wasn't at the point that it was like oh i gotta go home today no like oh, so right like they didn't villainize them and they didn't make them a villain to this, but I would tell you the villain in this, the villain in this isn't Ethan Hawke. The villain in this, no, is these goddamn bullies. What is it with these? King, oh, dude! King oh my god! Son. What what is with him and because you know dude, this, this, is, this is off a this. short story by hold on real quick. This is off a short story by Joe Hill, Joe who's Hill, Stephen yeah. King's son. If you watch any read any Stephen King or watch any Stephen King, it, Stephen King has something about bullies, and evidently he's inherited to his son. Because what the hell is going on with these two guys and bullets? But go ahead. 
<laughs> I was thinking about this in Detroit or in Denver in 1978. It must be like the fucking warriors out here because these kids are fucking getting the fucking fist fights, getting their shit kicked in. Like, like they are fucking brutal. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it 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 is like this should be this should have been called Fair Street because every time they walk down the street, you see these bullies on the corner like. Yeah, his ass, bitch. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, but fucking Robin, insane. man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Robin. It's a great scene early on when you first meet the Robin character. That's really, really dope. Which also leads to that whole kind of you build someone up so when something happens to him, it makes the threat look even better. So they kind of do that a little bit with Robin in the degree here. But, yeah, these bullies is out of control here, man. King, Stephen King and Joe Hill, y'all got to figure this bully thing out. I don't know if it's some trauma <laughs> or what, but whatever. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right, right. But yeah, and like you said, I haven't even spit on just Finn his escape attempts. But to kind of wrap it up to kind of round up the review, yes, you're right. It's a lot of trial and error in here. But every single trial, you're met with the almost the enthusiasm that Finney's met with to be like, oh, maybe this could possibly work. But then you get the dread when it doesn't, or you think mm-hmm. like it has a flaw in it. But then because in the movie, you don't realize that, like, yeah, all these kids have tried this and it didn't work. Yeah. So why would it work for him? But the movie's so good of layering these things that you don't even can see that in a moment. You're just hoping like this is his opportunity. Um, the only so I got two real big critiques of it. The one time the moment does work for him, and he don't just knock on somebody's door for help. Got a zigzag, motherfucker. Got a zigzag. Is safe, but don't I get it. The, I get what the scene was the right before. <laughs> and also, I got to think just. This kid in this moment is in complete utter panic. He's hysterical. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to get away, and he doesn't think about, "Hey, if I bang on or whatever, whatever, hell, break a window." Like, but I get I it. Have. But the scene is so tension building that it's like it's cruciating because you see, like, freedom is right there. And it's like, oh, and you know he's gonna get caught too because, like, you're like, oh, it's almost like forty five minutes left in this movie. Like, he ain't getting away. Yeah, with but this. <laughs> even in that, like, even for me, I was like, man. If I was a kid, I may go ahead and just scream and take the knife, and maybe they catch this bastard. He never listened to any other kid. Like my mom was really at this point where it was like, maybe she's going to take the knife, but maybe they catch this Joker because somebody does come out because I yell. Like who knows? But such a great scene. The tension just building up to even the release wow. is so nerve wracking when he's trying to get it open. It's a great, 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 great scene. Um, so the, the, yeah, he should have knocked on the door. That's one. The second critique is, come on, man. You know that black dude, if he'd have been knocking on somebody's door trying to get questions, they'd have called him the ninja and slammed that door in his face. Why do we keep doing this <laughs> in these movies? Like, if you're going to do it in Martin times and it's going to be diverse, 100%. Yeah, or these kids are going to get caught in Martin times because that's why we don't let our kids out the house. <laughs> My point is, is that this is like the second or third movie the media you have watched where it was back in the day. The other one was X. Remember it was X? Yeah. Where it's like it's a black dude is a police authority and he hanging around with all these white folks. And ain't none of them ain't called him an N-word. Ain't none of them told him to get the hell up. Hell, that little girl was more rude to him than anybody in the fucking movie. <laughs> you, you dumb fucking fart. <laughs> right, like. I, and there I was like, a black couple on, right? like, sitting next to me when I was watching this movie. And we both died. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I'm not saying we need racial stuff in the movie. Like, No, no, but like, if you're going to do this for the time, like. You gotta go tell me these jokers is all just cooperating with this this, this black car. Oh, hey, officer! Yeah. Look, come on in. Here's some tea. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> and but so I thought that was like just I was like, all right, come on, man. Like you at least got to at least show this dude is like not Struggling. as lucky, happy go lucky as everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the other part of this movie that like part besides that critique, that was just my funny critique. The other part of this that I thought was I thought critiquable in this situation is that I do feel like they did so much to build up the ghost part of this this these trailers and all that. These ghosts are just like a more like MacGuffin ends to a meme. Mm-hmm. Like you could have pretty much scrapped this ghost thing out because they show Finney's a very intelligent person, very capable person. You could have almost scrapped that and just had him just do this trial and error himself. And I think it would have had the same effect. And I think that's the only thing that makes this quote unquote a horror movie is because that's in there. If you release that part, it's just a thriller that just happens to be done with kids. So I, I thought the, the, the ghosts were just, it, they were useful. They served a point and there were some good scenes with it, but I don't think it was overall a needed part of this movie. And so sometimes the ghost scenes interaction was distracting because me, I think anybody that watches a movie, you see ghosts in a movie, you're expecting some horror aspect that's going to come into play with them being involved. There were some little scenes and a few kind of jump scary things with them, but for the overall premise of it, like they weren't really needed. I feel like they were just put in the so that they could say this was hard. Now, I haven't read his original short story, so maybe they play a bigger role in that. But for this movie, the way they played it out, it just didn't feel like it was a needed thing. Everything else still worked perfectly fine if they weren't in it. So I feel like if you're going to have that in there, make it something that's like pushing the plot. Like it, it didn't really like, I'm not saying do some impactful. cheesy like. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and I, and the only I could think of, like I said, I'm not saying do some cheesy, like, frighteners type of situation where, like, all oh, the ghosts rushed them at the end. Like, because that would have been crazy. But they pretty much almost did it when it was like, it's They almost you. did it. No, so pretty much, yo, yeah, yeah. So I was like. <laughs> yeah, they did it anyway. <laughs> right, oh, so. but that, talk about uh, something that is cathartic is that end scene or in sequence where he escapes. I don't want to spoil it because yeah. I want actually people to go watch this movie. But, like, oh, my God, like. That kid is smart. <laughs> yeah. They should be giving yeah. that kid a high five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and and there's some comedic scenes in here too. Like I said, the fart knocker scene. The um one character who's trying to solve the crime didn't put away his candy before he talked. Like there's some funny <laughs> parts in this movie that are really, really good and really, really funny. And I think some of it's really, really funny because the tension is so high on this one. Um yeah, you but need, Jason, you need you a, little, had... a little cut in the tension a little bit, a little. Little ha ha's, right, 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 right. <laughs> but Jason, if you had to give uh Black Phone a rating, what would your rating be? You know, I'm gonna give this one a four out of five, man. I might as well. I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed the kids. I enjoyed Ethan Hawke. I enjoyed like I enjoyed everything about this. I, I even enjoyed the, the fact that the cops are so damn incompetent, <laughs> like they are in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, four out of five. You should probably go watch this. Yeah, and it's not that scary, like, y'all. So so like there are a couple of jump scares, but it's not that scary. Not at all, not at all. Um, you know, I'm going five out of five, man. I love this movie. I was on the edge of my seat in the theater. I was clinching it behind. Like, Come on, <laughs> Finney. Come on. I was totally into this. And like I'll admit, I and I didn't even talk about I didn't even talk about Ethan Hawk in my review because I don't want he's he's probably the best part of the movie. And watching this made me feel like he was wasted in Moon Knight, but also make me watch this baby realize like, hey, the Joker's on a platter for this guy. Like, if you really yeah. want to get a, a, like an epic Joker, Another like Joker you want to get away from the Ledger, you want to get away from the Nicholson, you want to get this like the way Ethan Hawke was in this that silent menace, the the friendliness, the like, it, 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 and you got to see the movie because I don't want to 
talk too much about it because I want people to experience that performance. And also, we gotta start giving Ethan Hawkins flowers, man. Yeah, we gotta it give him his time, due, man. Like, like, why is he always yeah, showing like, up in fucking straight to video shit, man? Ethan Hawkins is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He gotta start getting his flowers, bro, because he I, I I can't think of anything that he's been ever bad in. And so yeah, like, but yeah, I'll give it five like, out this of five, movie, man. I loved it. I was like, while I'm watching this, I, he was really giving me like as almost as good as a villain as like Buffalo Bill, like someone who's yes. not on screen a lot, but someone who's very, very memorable. And like, I was like, this, he's up there with that. You know, he's, he could yeah. be up there with the, some of the great villains in this movie. So, yeah, I I'm will still stay by my four by five because I'm not a, you know, I'm not a follower. I'm a leader, but <laughs> <laughs> I understand you're five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, go out there, go see this movie, man. Support it. It's a fun thing. Uh, legendary Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi was a noble man and gifted in the ways of the Force. He trained Anakin Skywalker and served as a general in the Republic Army during the Clone Wars and guided Luke Skywalker as a mentor. This series takes place before all of that. So, Jason, and I, I give that exhale like that, but we're going to do it like we do it every time. <laughs> what is your one sentence review of Obi-Wan Kenobi the series? Can I yell Kenobi again? No. Uh, I would say, for my once in this review, this is not the show we wanted, but it's the show we needed. That's what I would say. My once in this review is Star Wars just recycles the same tropes and all their storytelling, but goddamn, Evader still isn't fucking impressive. He is bad to fucking ass. <laughs> I will jump right into this one. Before we jump right into this, we're going to talk, take a real quick second for some ads, guys. Nerd focus. InYourFaceArt.com Man, it's your boy Jim Shoot. Keep it the chip too, but in your face art, man. We make art, we sell art. Thank you guys for watching this video. Just want to let you know that each and every video is sponsored by InYourFaceArt.com You'll be able to check down the link in the description so you can see many of the artworks that we do, designs, t-shirts, posters, customization, all that great stuff. So, thank you for joining us, man. Thank you for coming to watch this video. I hope you get a lot of great value from it, a lot of good laughs. Or Go get all that work. Go look at the description. You can find it. Enjoy it. Write a review on how you th tell us how you thought about it. Maybe you tell us this stuff is wanky and you don't want to ever support anything we ever do again. And we'll tell you, don't lie. You'll yeah. support again. But we'll take your feedback. Like, but please remember. <laughs> stop trying to hurt my feelings, mom. <laughs> <laughs> right? But guys, go out and get you some of that good stuff there. All right. Yes, I'm going to jump right into Kenobi. Look, look. I'm going to just be completely honest with it, man. Y'all know I love Star Wars. Yeah, I know I'll cape for Star Wars. I may not have cape for Star Wars as much as I cape for horror movies, but you know I'll cape for Star Wars. This series is sloppy. It's messy. Sometimes poorly acted. I'm looking at you, Ice Cube, son. I'm looking Oh, here's at my favorite part. You. <laughs> Sometimes poorly oh, acted. Oh, Jackson Jr., you, 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 you clowning on C. Jackson Jr. over here. No, I don't want to smoke with him, but this acting was, uh, <laughs> it's predictable as hell. But Damn, they stuck the landing on this, man. Like, the ending of this show, and, and it's just it's just my thoughts. And, and, and I could be wrong, and I don't know. People will tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like they knew how this show was going to end. And it was like, hey, let's fill in all the well, blanks going up. <laughs> like It ends with him getting a fucking hey, lightsaber on the fucking Death Star. That's how it ends. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm saying it's just like they knew, like, they wanted these emotional moments and beats. So now we just got to make everything else get to this point. I'd rather they had been down with this and just did an hour and a half long movie that was just was on Disney Plus 
And we get to cut out a lot of that middleman shit and just got to the thing, the Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader conundrum. After watching the last episode, this whole series should have been primarily focused on that and that alone. It should have been just Kenobi trying to throw Darth Vader off the scent of where he's at and them having this confrontation and let it be what it was going to be. I do appreciate the world building to show that other Jedi are still out there. I do appreciate that, you know, they actually try to introduce new characters that we can buy action figures for and all that. I do hate that, you know, Mrs. Moses or Reva had to go with the, the hate that she to do outside of the, the show. But I do appreciate her character, and I wouldn't mind seeing a spinoff with her mm. ending in her dying, on the, dying by the hands of Vader, officially. But with all that being said, like, Star Wars is an issue, man. And it's in a problem is that the problem is they, they don't know how to tell stories. And that is the, the biggest crux is here because you got the Mandalorian one. Great. Mandalorian two, really effing good, but they still couldn't resist. Hey, guys, remember these characters? Ha ha, yeah, you remember uh, these characters, right? Did y'all watch the TV show that we did like <laughs> 10 years ago? Right, right. Did you? Right. Here you yeah, go. They <laughs> We get Boba Fett, which is full of, hey, gosh, you, yeah, this character, right? He's a badass, right? <laughs> like, it, they have this thing with it. It, it almost makes me think about one of the good, the better things about The Last Jedi. When Kylo Ren's like, we need to kill the past. I mean, we need to, like, squash the past. If we don't, we can kill it. Star Wars needs to take his own advice. And I know they don't want to take advice from The Last Jedi because how divisive it was. But The Last Jedi had it right. The Last Jedi had it right in the sense of they got to get away from this stuff. Because now you're making loopholes, you're making continuity problems, you're not doing it justice for the work. And all this series now, I think the first two episodes were really strong. Three, four, and five for uh, and then six, six to landing, but three, four, and five still exist. Like they 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 were they weren't good episodes, they were okay. Actually, you could make an argument four of us probably got off. But anyway, the point is is that <laughs> it's a it's a problem with storytelling. They they don't understand either these characters, but they don't understand how to properly tell a full story. And I guess I'm just starting to get to the point I think I would never ever say in my life that I don't even want to see any more Star Wars, Star Wars properties because I feel like it's just going to make it worse. And, and then you got rid of like the canon for the Legends universe, so it's all Legends now. So even the stuff that we kind of built the backbone over that we enjoy, you got rid of because you wanted to do this new canon. And then like you're effing it up. like You're not making it any good it's just either okay or it's bad like i can't remember the last thing in star wars that was just exceptionally good i'll get outside of mandalorian one where i was like this is this is good but even the mandalorian you can't what, what was good about the mandalorian would be hard to make into a consistent strategy unless you're just going to keep doing different parts of the universe with different characters which you can do i think me and you both would be here for that different parts mm -hmm. of this universe where people are just living their lives a day in the life, and we can see it. I thought that's what a Star Wars story was going to be about. Days of their lives, but even those interact with the main timeline, and it's just it's just exhausting me, man. And I really, really love the ending of this. I really, really love Obi-Wan's and Anakin's and Darth Vader's conversations. I love the half cut off of the mask and the tears, and it's so much good to like around it, but it's just like wrapping around like a, it's like making a cake and putting shit in the middle of it. The middle of this was shit. <laughs> in the case, and at the end of the day, that frosting probably tastes sweet, but if you eat the whole cake, you're going to taste shit. 
And that's what I felt like at the end of this is I tasted shit with some sweet ice frosting on top, man. I'm going to let you have it because you're probably way more optimistic than I am about it. Hell yeah, so I, I am. Just, <laughs> I just have at it. Bad Star Wars is still good Star Wars, and this is the far from bad <laughs> Star Wars, all right? <laughs> but I will agree with you on one on one thing, and it's um, and you know what? It's Star Trek has this problem, too, which is why we don't probably don't review any of this shit on, but they have a prequel problem in Star Wars and in Star Trek where they just said, oh, we're just going to tell stories about this time period, and that's it. And it's like, well, you've already, like, we can't tell stories about the stuff that actually has happened already or after that because, mm-hmm. well, so we have to stand in front of everything because these are the characters that you like, and we don't want to do anything like. And, you know, Star Wars is even even worse because of the, the likes of Last Jedi where they did something so radical and had such a big backlash at it. They're like, oh, they've they've gone back into their shell. And they say, oh, we're only going to give you stuff that's, you know, in the time period that you like, and we're not going to try to do anything new for you because, you know, guys don't like any new things. I'm looking at you, you racist-ass piece of shit Star Wars fans, because you're not really fans. You're just racist-ass <laughs> piece of shit. But with that being said, okay, Star Wars, Star Wars, dude, I love Obi-Wan Kenobi, man. Everything about this, even the more boring episodes, I like it with, say, Jackson Jr. Ice Cube. Only, you know what I have a problem is? Is that in A New Hope, when they're sitting around talking about the Death Star plans, Ice Cube ain't sitting there going, you know, today's going to be a good day. That will make me love it more. That will make me love it more. <laughs> that's what I have a problem with. But that's what I have a problem with this show because, like, at the end, they're like, oh, yo, you can make a good leader. And I'm like, I didn't see him in New Hope. He didn't show up at all in Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back or whatever. So where the fuck he at? But I get the criticisms, but there's a lot of things here that they don't do, which is they don't do a lot of... um in-your-face fan service. Of course, there's a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of small references here, but there's not a lot of, like, overt fan service. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is in, like, a solo, in the Han Solo movie, where they're, like, they keep bringing in attention to the stupid dice thing, mm-hmm. and they're like, ah, oh, this is this is his dice! See the dice? And it's like, yeah, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> like, why are, you, why are you making this big deal about these fucking dice when I, we don't give a shit about this? Like, like they didn't even bring up the fucking dice not once in all three movies in the, the original trilogy. So why are we we talking about these dice? He's how we got the dice. And this one, like, I mean, you could kind of say like the fucking um little toy model, the T I can't remember the, the model name of it, but that that yeah, hot, right. that Luke is playing with that he got when he was 10 <laughs> and he's playing with 10 years later. But either way, they're still not doing a lot of that, like overtly like this is the thing this is there's a lot of more new characters this you know i love reva like i love everything she had to do i think her story ended a little bit meh but mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i i loved everything about her like and i am the you know me i am the antithesis of dark side love i think anybody who's like i want to be a sith is a fucking racist <laughs> all right <laughs> But so I loved Riva. I loved Ice Cube's kid. I loved uh freaking uh Alara San was in this. Uh I can't remember the actress's name at this point. I love hmm. baby baby Leia. I loved her precociousness. That girl is definitely not 10 because she's 10 now, 
She was probably like eight or seven when she shot this. Because <laughs> on her IMDb and page, she is 10 now. So she is definitely not 10. You lied to us, baby Leia. I hate that. <laughs> but the best thing is obviously the parts where you deal with Vader. And the, the I guess the best thing about this show and the best thing about the overall prequel Disney stuff is they have made Vader, Darth Vader even more of a badass than he was mm-hmm. in the in the in the uh original trilogies. Like he is fucking scary in this shit. Mm-hmm. Like he is scary. And like in the end when he got the face all thing and he's like, oh Obi-Wan, you didn't you didn't cause this. This is not your fault. I yeah. did this. This yeah, is yeah. me. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, man. They're like Obi-Wan, stop walking away from that dude. You need to go over there and put a bullet in his face. Cause he, <laughs> right. Like, <why>? right. <laughs> but when I tell you I had chills, I had goosebumps when and, in that scene, especially when they were going in and out with um James Earl Jones' voice and 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 Hayden Christian's voice. Uh, it was so well done. It was so good. And you realize, like, yeah, he's got a black filter on his fucking shit. <laughs> He's <laughs> got a like a basically like a little switch that says black voice. <laughs> don't care. Well, it just tells me <laughs> even in the uh, you know galaxy far far away, yeah. it's still they always the cultural. They always culturally appropriate <laughs> motherfuckers. No matter where you're from, still scared guys, of black folks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, like, is this what I would have done for Obi Wan Kenobi like prequel show? Probably not. But then again, I'm not hired by Disney, so they don't give a fuck what I think, all right? Mm. <laughs> I enjoyed this. I had fun. And that's really the only thing I can ask for in a Star Wars show at the end of the day. So, there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, Jason, what would you give your rating for Obi-Wan Kenobi series? Nine out of five. <laughs> wow, there you go. Uh, I'm at two out of five. I just, yeah, I'm good, man. I probably won't. I'll probably revisit the last episode of this would never revisit anything else in this whole thing. But well, that, get ready for the, here four, the 14 more shows that they have in between, you know, the end of the fucking episode three and the beginning of episode one or what or episode seven. Mm-hmm. There's 19 more shows we got. <laughs> you know what? You are absolutely correct because they that's exactly what's going to end up happening. Well, with that being said. The third season of Umbrella Academy pits our favorite superhero siblings against members of the Sparrow Academy. Much like the Umbrellas, the Sparrows are adopted by Sir Reginald Hargraves after 43 superpowered babies were born on October 1st, 1989, all over the world. In this timeline, Reginald adopted a completely different group of children, with Ben being the only member of both groups, as they also have to battle, as always, a world-ending threat. That is the summary for season three, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. But we're going to do it like we do it every single time. Jason, what is your what's interest review of Umbrella Academy season three? I get it. You're written by an emo band, but can we get some character development for once? <laughs> My what's interest review is uh, this show X Men's better than X Men does. It's my what's interest <laughs> review for that one. <laughs> All right, Jason, jump into it. What do you think about Umbrella Academy? Oh, I was getting annoyed with the show a lot. Um, I felt like this season, in a lot of ways, it was a regression 
um these these guys these characters individually i like them but like jesus christ can y'all like y'all need to sit down and talk (laughs) y'all need to sit down and talk and hash this shit out like because i'm tired of this whole like because basically for the last three seasons a lot of the, the drama is made because one character is like not gonna tell you something and then another character is like okay i'm gonna go do something else then or one character's like, hey, this is important. Everybody's like, we don't care. We're going to go do our own adventures. I don't give it. And it's like, <laughs> I yeah, okay, great. Let's, we've been doing this for three seasons now. Let's, let's do something different. But on the other hand, there is some great stuff that I like about this season, especially uh, the, when they were dealing with uh, Elliot Page's transitioning. I really, really loved every single scene they had with that. They kind of fucking dropped the ball by the end of the season. But uh, like everything that had to deal with that was really, really good. Um, I like Luther not having incest love anymore. <laughs> I really like that. I <laughs> no, they were ra- they were raised together. They have the same parent. It's incest. I don't care if you're blood or not. It's incest. If you were raised together from when you're a baby and you call that person your sister, it's incest. It's gross. Okay, go fuck your sister then. <laughs> it's gross. Well, it's it's that, it's gross. That blood related. No, there's no blood. No. She she was black. No. It was white. There's no blood. No, there. no. Uh, still, y'all are brother and sister. Y'all call each other brother and sister. It's gross. Y'all be fucking going up. Oh, fucking Cersei and Jamie Lannister. That's gross. But no, it's it's gross no matter how you slice it. But he got a new girl, which is great. Allison's character, I was really, really annoyed with her for the rest of the season. I get mm-hmm. where she's coming from, but like I felt like she was definitely the one that got the most regression, especially she being the only black girl there. I, I feel like <laughs> she needed to get a little bit better. Um, five. Aiden Gallagher. That kid's a fucking star. <laughs> yes! That kid yes. is a fucking star. Yes. <laughs> like, I didn't watch Ricky Dicky and Don or whatever the show was on Nickelodeon, but that kid. I didn't even know is, that. I don't know that even what that even is. I don't know what that even he's is. He's on that show. So. Yeah, that's he was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. But that kid, <laughs> like, he is the youngest person on the show, and he is acting circles around every single person. Even as you know, accomplished Fespian Elliot Page. He he mm-hmm. is acting circles around and he is so great he's so fun to watch uh and also the diego and lila stuff was fun i loved uh the little boy i can't remember his name i think it was joey or something stanley like that. stanley, stanley. stanley <laughs> i hated how that ended because they just basically were like oh he's gone <laughs> <laughs> and they never oh. resolved that <laughs> Good luck, man. Poochie went to the moon, bro. <laughs> we ain't got to worry about it no more. no longer a part of this show anymore. <laughs> he hit puberty in, in, in between shots, and now we had to get rid of him. <laughs> I still I still very intrigued. So I still very much enjoy this show. I just hope in the, if they have another season, they stop with the whole angst of it. I mean, I get it. They were written by the lead singer of an emo band, so there's a lot of angst in there. But like, you know, y'all, y'all y'all can't just keep doing the same shit over and over again and just expecting us to like eat it up. I'm looking at you, Star Wars. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I really, really enjoyed this season. This season was a lot of fun. Um, the kind of like the uh, samurai things at the end were kind of lame, but uh, mm-hmm, it was still mm-hmm. pretty cool to see 
that the uh, family came together to. Uh... And they also gave Ben a speaking role this time around. This is great. <laughs> he does he's a lot no of longer, speaking. In his- yeah, he's no longer the silent Asian guy. Um, yeah, so he's the best. He's the, the one that glows, glows up the most because normally he's just standing there looking all sad and shit, you know, for the mm-hmm. last two seasons. And this one, he actually gets to talk, which is great. Uh, I liked the Sparrows um, better, more fucked up, but better at their jobs than the Umbrellas were. Uh, poor Cube guy. <laughs> <laughs> poor, Mar- poor Marcus, the fucking only other black person. Uh, first yeah. person to fucking yeah. get killed. Uh, that that I hated. But overall, <laughs> overall, not as good as the first two seasons, but still not as not bad. Still not bad. It's still pretty good. Yeah, overall. Oh man, I love I love this show because I love it when we are in these moments where we disagree. So we had the Kenobi switch. I feel like we are switched on this one. And I think <laughs> the things you like are all the things I like too. The things you dislike, I think I enjoy. So my biggest issue, I enjoyed this more than I enjoy season two. No, no, I hated the way season one ended because I hate the time travel rewriting yeah. shit to make it better. I hate that. I do, but I accepted it because how they left off in season two. My biggest dislike in season two is that they're never together in season two Mm-mm. because they do go off because they get time displaced and they get there at different times. So most of season two, they're all disconnected during their life. What you said is a lot more character development in doing that. And I respect season two for that, but I dislike that about it because it's like they don't, they don't get the team up to the very end. And I guess you could say, well, it's earned at that point, but I want to see the Umbrella Academy, not the individual umbrellas. <laughs> so this one, these jokers together, damn it, the whole time. So that was exciting for me because you get to see them all really, 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 really interact now. You get to see all the trauma. And I, and I disagree a bit when you're like, oh, they didn't really develop further. I think this whole season was completely about completely finishing off any fatherly parenting trauma they all had. Because that was an inline through that. one, two. And this one, I felt like that was the whole purpose of this, is that they're going to get over this and it's going to move forward. So hopefully, now if it's season four, they go back to it, then I'm with you. If season four, they can move into a different direction, I'll feel like it was earned because this was about parenting, parents, and how they affect their kids. And yes, I love the Sparrows. I was even more amped that the black dude was the, the guy. He's number one. He like. <laughs> he he should have put on some Tims the way he was stomping on Luther's head, and that would have only made me even happier. But I was disappointed when they got him out, out the box too. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Sloan's fine as hell. I just wanted to throw that out because it wasn't in your review. I'll put it in mine. Uh, I but, forgot her name. That's why it was in my review. <laughs> yeah. um, look, the reason I'm gonna tell you that the moment I was like I'm sold on this season is actually that wedding episode. Oh yes, that that should be the most blandest thing in a, a show like this, and it was the most intriguing, interesting, and most exciting thing of the whole series because you really did get to drill down to these interpersonal relationships. You got to see some characters interact that normally don't interact, and you actually got to see Hargraves, like, show something more than being an a-hole. So, so or a badass, because he was a badass in season two. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so... I, I thought that was I thought it was brilliant. I thought that was a brilliant way to have that happen. I thought it was even more brilliant to how it ended. And I won't really spoil that much of it, but the, the way it ends syncs up with all three seasons. And I think that's a good way to end it there. Uh, if they were to never come back 
it's a good way to end the series. If they I'm are to come back, I'd be... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, Luther, Luther don't get his happy it. ending. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, Luther, he don't get his happy Everybody else is fine. I, I agree. Is like... <laughs> so they need to come back for me another season because I need him to because I need him to get Look, off that incest kick. <laughs> the, the, the the black chick won, so I'm fine with how they ended it. Yeah, uh, so... <laughs> she got everything she wanted, <laughs> <laughs> right. which I think has something to do with where she was when right before that scene ended. I think that's some snap snap foolery, Tom foolery thing that happened oh, yeah. there. But that's just my thought process on that. Um, going into it, but yeah, 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 like. It, this show has always been about the interpersonal relationships. And I thought this finally got to a point where you could see, like you said, another group just as dysfunctional as they were, but the Sparrows never felt like they had any love in between them. Mm-hmm. At least the Umbrella Academy, no matter for all their flaws and how much they didn't, you always felt like they did love each other. It's, I guess more, some more than others. <laughs> and, <laughs> some more than others. <laughs> um, but they always seem like it was a loving thing between them. And even with their trauma, uh, I will admit, Allison is poorly written in this season. It is hard. It almost makes me lose points on it, especially the point where she, like, you know, almost tries to rape a character. Let me oh watch it to God. figure that out. It, it, it just, yeah, yeah. It, she's so poorly written. I know. We get it. She's dealing with grief. She's dealing with trauma. She's dealing with loss. And we all get this. My problem with it is that you made her go so far outside of her character to prove a point. And the thing they did was they did this thing that I call in what I call lazy writing is yeah, where because... we know she's so far outside of her character. So what we're going to do, we're going to keep telling you numerous times that she's not acting like herself, not by other characters, but from her. So it justifies her character not being characterized like she was for two other seasons. I hated it. I hated it. I, it also, was, it's, it, it's, it. it's low hanging fruit for drama for her power set as well. Like that yes. is like the 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 very first thing you think about when you're like, oh, we can throw a wrinkle in here. Like that's the very first thing you think about. It's like, oh yeah, she can get yeah. people to do what she wants. Well, why does she get people to suck her dick? I, yeah, no, obviously think of something else. You, you fucking. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's all over. And then the the one moment I thought they were going to kid and pretty much redeem her character for me is uh, where her and Diego were in the car and they talked about being back in the past. And I was like, oh, this is great. Because she did have an experience that's completely different from all the rest of them because yeah. of her color. And I just kind of got wiped away to have a bar fight. No mention of it. And they didn't even show no the bar fight. <laughs> and they didn't even show it. it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, they showed some, like, scenes of it. Still, not a, some not a little, full little on... slippage. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. In, in Peacemaker, you get a full <laughs> scene of Vigilante beating up on some races. If you're going to put... An idea about that. I need a fully choreographed scene, at least of three minutes and 32 seconds long, of white racist motherfuckers getting their asses beat. All right? <laughs> if you thought about it, don't cut it for time. Y'all, y'all on streaming. Y'all don't need to worry about time. Y'all can make this True. episode five minutes long if you want. Y'all got to worry about commercials. Put True. that motherfucker in there, all right? Don't, oh, this will be fun. And then we cut away. No, fuck you. Put that shit or in. let's just be real. If you don't want to choreograph that fight very well, just have Diego use his powers to throw things back at him. Have her compel people to punch people in the face. Like you could do this in a way that doesn't consider needing a whole action. Yeah, you don't have to go down to Hong Kong and find the best 
you know, HK firm to go and do this. Like, though it would be I mean, way better if you did. <laughs> take take a, a take a note that we hated about Matrix Resurrections and just have them put their hand up and push people away. And, we'll believe yeah. it. It is what it is. We want to see races get their comeuppance. Anyway, back to the point. Yes, I hate her characterization on there. Um, the other gripe I have is that for them being together for so long, and this is through all the seasons too, and I think I've had this gripe for season two and season three, they never fight like a team. And you would think oh, of no. all these years being the crime fighters, they would have some kind of coordination with each other. And I thought the opening scenes, we were going to see some of that. But no, they just are all they individual. Do thing. <laughs> yeah, do whatever you're going to do. Um, also, besides five, give a shout out to Klaus, man. Klaus is great. Klaus is like... He's this is this the second show that he's been on where his power has been oh, okay. resurrection. <laughs> well, because you, you watched what Misfits, it was Misfits, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah see, that's Misfits. why you jaded for Misfits. I haven't watched it all the way through. He plays the exact same so, character in both the fucking in, he might as well have been the dude in, in Misfits in this show. Like they're the exact same character. Except this one probably does slightly more drugs. Okay, well, I didn't watch Misfits. I've only seen like two episodes. So for me. Klaus is awesome, man. Watch it. Klaus is a it's great. fun. Great show. Oh, yeah, I heard it's wonderful. Um, Klaus is just a revelation. He's a breath of fresh air for this show because every other character is always down and gloomy, and he's just very he pure and happy-go-lucky and all that great stuff. So I thought that was cool, too, as well. Um, yeah, man, I mean, this 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 show literally is about parent parental trauma and toxicity because all these jokers in here are toxic as hell, <laughs> and all of them got daddy issues. So dad's father is, is this this uh, this season has been less toxic, less toxic, mm, really less toxic. Because I did see him well, bounce I mean, on his family to roll with the other crew. Hell he yeah, we would have done that. And, I would do that. And put on that uniform. I was zipped up with him. Was oh, y'all need another one? Like, I got you. <laughs> none of these none of these motherfuckers listen to me anyway. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and. He he definitely let the, the the toxic fumes of that uh that good nectar change oh, his man. whole perspective on his family. You were fuck on a roof before. Of course he's gonna fucking change sides. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah yeah yeah, I I, I do think yeah that I enjoyed the season more than I think you, definitely you did. I because again I do like when they're together and I, and I think you hit it on the head how they handle Victor very very good. They make it a big deal without making it a big deal. And that's a very mm -hmm. thin line for you to walk to make that important, but not make it overflow through the rest of the show. So I thought that was really important. And then they summed it up with an easy Luther and Diego moment that made it all work and wrapped it up in a nice boat for me because it's like Diego's like, oh, it's no big deal. Luther's like, I mean, should we, should we do a, a party? Should we do a party? Yeah, yeah, like it's a big deal. Can we get you a cake. <laughs> but how do we do this respectfully making a big deal without making it? Like, I thought that was a great, because I think most people, I think most people feel that way about it. Either it's like, oh, I don't care. That's their business. Or it's like, I'm glad that these people get to, you know, you get to be who you are. I'm glad you yeah. get to be able to express yourself. I want you to be in... feel special for the fact that you're able to be yourself. Exactly. So I thought it was a great, great moment there. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with you. I think that was handled very respectfully and and, and, and cool. Uh, but yeah, and yeah. Just no, they are not forcing this down our throat. Uh, the actor is trans. <laughs> so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Her, his yeah. wig at the beginning of the season was definitely fucked up. 
Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I've got a lot. So yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, with that being said, Jason, what do you think of Umbrella Academy? All right. Three. So here's the thing. I have a complicated relationship with the whole entire property because, you know, the creator of Umbrella Academy is Gerard Way, lead singer of the very prestigious band uh, of um, My Chemical Romance. Very prestigious emo band. Um, my favorite emo band, Coding Camera, they've been doing comic books since they began as a band since 2002. So the fact that we are all praising Gerard Way for doing something that my dude already does makes me angry. <laughs> so, what is, so what is the rating? What are you going to get to the rating? What are you... <laughs> Four out of five just for that. <laughs> uh, I'm right there with you. I'm at four out of five. I like how we like it and dislike it for the, diff- the same reasons and at the same time. I still score, enjoy yeah, yeah. this show. I still really, yeah. really enjoy this show. It's just like some of the stuff is. And obviously, it got knocked off a point because of my personal feelings. <laughs> Also, too, I think it's a very good contrast watching this and then watching the boys. I think, and that's a conversation yeah. we'll have one day. Like, I think it's a very good contrast in, in watching both of those shows where one is almost belligerently Wait. over the top. Over the top, purposes, yeah. And this one is belligerently over the top, but still has a homely, like, close quality feel. Like, because some so, of this stuff is outrageous, too. Uh, there was this fight scene between Lila and and uh, Five, in which should have been be- it would have been better <laughs> if they were <laughs> directed by the boys. Hundred percent, hundred. Much better fight scene if it was on the boys. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, oh man, I forgot all about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great fight scene. Um, yeah, four out of five, man. We we we're right there, like step on that one, man. So I mean, look, we we had some good shows this week. I mean. Kenobi. I, I still love Kenobi. I might have gave it a two, but I still love Kenobi. But bad Black Star Wars Phone, still good Star Wars. Black Phone was great. Umbrella Academy great. Obi Wan Kenobi really good. I mean, this may be the the best week we've had in a while, man. Last week, what did we watch last week? We allowed to watch a bullshit last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I feel like we watch a lot of. BS almost every other week. So we'll see. Last week we had Spiderhead, Mrs. Marvel, and Lightyear. So oh. not, not, not terrible, not too bad. Oh, yes. With that okay. being said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are at that part of the show that everybody enjoys the most. And at least the Elvis the fans end. do. <laughs> yes, the, the Elvis the fans. Show. Certainly like this. Guys, <laughs> thank you all for watching and listening to us here at the N Word for Nerd podcast. I do want to let everybody know on some things coming up. So we already talked about our book club, July 9th, 8 o'clock. Be there or be square. We're going to review Children of Blood and Bone. It's getting closer, man. Y'all got to get to it. And if you're a quick reader, you got to order that book. Get the reading. I mean, the words are pretty, pretty Like, it's pretty big. So y'all, y'all should be able to. It's not. 500 pages like Stephen King pages, you know, where it's tiny, tiny writing. <laughs> it's, 500 it's not 500 George Martin pages where it's like 800 pages of of of, of backstory and, and mm-hmm. world building, and then four pages of story. It's it's all yes. It's 500 pages of, of good. You can read this in a week. 
guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pacing's very good. It's really good pacing. So, yeah, but yeah, check that out. Inward for Nerd Book Club. Go ahead and get your copy. Children of Blood and Bone. We will be doing our review of it on July 9th at 8 o'clock p.m. Be there or be square. Eastern Standard. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you to all our sponsors, as always. Nerd Focus, InYourFaceArt.com. Thank you, guys, as always. So, some of the news we're going to talk about, me and Jason have talked about, that we're thinking we're going to possibly rebrand the show a little bit with a little bit more excitement, a little bit more visual flair, as we will say. If you listen to us on the podcast, don't worry. We will still, you know, talk through all the situations and stuff. But just want to add a little more oomph to the podcast than to the video portion of it. It's nothing that's going to happen overnight. You're probably going to see some slow changes over time. But just letting everybody know, when y'all be like, man, the show's so different now. We're starting to figure out what we are and who we want to be. Yes. We're going to slowly change it to two white dudes. <laughs> yes. We have Australian accents, and we're going to rebrand the show Mr. Sunday Movies. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is going to be like the black and white transformation of Michael Jackson. It's going to come on one day, and it's going to be us, and it's going to <laughs> And it's just like another version of white girls. Uh, yeah. So, But, yeah, we're going to do some rebranding there and kind of get some stuff going right there. We're going to figure some things out. But we're still going to come and bring you guys the reviews. We may probably start bringing less reviews in a week. Maybe you'll start doing one or two, but putting a lot of energy into those to give you the best quality and the best reviews out of that. But so, yeah, so just hang with us. Tell us if you like it, hate it, don't want us to change. Let us know. Your feedback is very, very important to us. That's why you should like, share, subscribe, comment, because we base a lot of our show and what its needs are off of what you think we should be and how we how you respond to us. So we appreciate it. And, you know, when you become new lords, you have to start acting like a lord. And sometimes this show needs to act like a lord. So just to throw it out there, let you know, I mean, me and Jason are official lords now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Lord Jason and I, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to speak the Queen's English, though. I'm going to speak Lordian Negrish. How do we do A-A-V-E with lords and shit we got to figure that out <laughs> huh we'll get to that we'll work on that for this whole week <laughs> we got going on here so but guys as always thank you all for watching thank you all for joining us commenting we love it we love it we love it we love it just keep bringing us more and more with that being said jason you got any final words uh you know just be kind be considerate uh and actually you know look out for one another this is what this world is about is we're here in this together it may not affect you, but it will affect someone that you may know and love. And even if it doesn't affect you, someone you may know and love, it affects another human being. So just be kind and be considerate. Tip your servers and bartenders at least 10% or at least 20%, if not more, if you can afford it. And I'm a motherfucking lord now, so fuck all y'all. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We will see you all next week. I think it's like, let the past die, and if not, kill it. I think that was the quote. Yeah.